2: An insider's look at the National Football League. It's NFL Lunch. Presented by Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. With Vinny and Haney on 105.7 The
3: Fan. Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. NFL Lunch. Let's feed you a little more football, shall we, on this uh, Thanksgiving weekend. Patrick Queen, Raven's standout linebacker, was talking about the Chargers. It was asked about him. And what is uh what's impressive about them on the offensive side
4: of the ball? Justin, obviously, he can put the ball anywhere he wants. He act extremely accurate, can throw the ball extremely hard. He can move around, he can do whatever. He can read coverages, so he's really like an all-around quarterback that we just gotta be prepared for. Uh, the players, every, each and every single player, they electric. They can get the ball in their hands and they can do damage. So,
3: hammering the point home, it sounds like is Patrick Queen, but you know, there's no denying that Justin Herbert is an elite talent. Just doesn't have the W's to show for it. Got the paycheck though. That's why,
5: Bob. I I tell you what. They get a new coach next year. They're going to be a dangerous team because they're going to bring somebody in that you know is going to bring all that together. But um, Patrick Queen, he didn't play well, Bob, in the uh, against the pass last last game. So I would imagine that they're going to probably try to pick on him. So be alert and be ready, Patrick.
3: Now, when they, the Chargers replaced uh, Lombardi and brought in Kellen Moore, what did they change with their offensive scheme there? Now, they're missing Mike Williams, so they've lost some guys, and Eckler missed a couple of games. Keenan Allen's always dealing with something here. Yeah,
5: I, I think, uh, Bob, what, what did Mike McCarthy – why did he get rid of Kellen Moore? Kellen Moore wouldn't run the football, and – he went to the perfect spot because what we say they throw it a hundred more times than they than they run it. Kellen Moore likes to likes to throw the ball, and Bob, the thing about Kellen Moore is they they're saying that he's like the lead dog at
3: Boise State to get that job. His alma mater. Yep. They just made a change there. It's video at 801057. The fan, a little NFL launch here on this woman crush Wednesday. Now, Patrick Queen, he's due for a big, big payday. Will it happen in Baltimore? That remains to be seen. But Adape Owe looking to increase his bank account, having a very good run here in that Ravens defense. Patrick Queen talks about his linebacker mate getting it together here.
4: Everybody love him now. Everybody love him now. Uh, We already knew what he was capable of. Uh, Obviously, he was getting there as a rookie. uh, Second year, he was doing a hell of a job. He just couldn't finish it. You know, it just it takes time for those things. Uh, Just slowing the game down for him. And
5: And like the sack that he got the other day, he gets around um, Orlando Brown. He does. He's he's using spin move. He's using speed. And then he's swapping the hands down is what he's using, but he got it because of effort, Bob. Because he got pushed by, then he came back. And then what happened was Michael Pierce, he would he he was pushing his guy back, so there was nowhere to go. So then Adafe got got the sack. So it takes it takes them all.
3: Well, you heard Patrick Queen reference everybody loves him now because he's taken away his share of criticism. Not finishing. And look, he's missed four games this year. But since he's returned to the lineup, playing very well, so he had eight sacks combined in his first two years. He has four with a lot of football left to be played. He might, he might duplicate his two-year total in one season, which we kind of hoped he would do anyway.
5: Well, you know what's funny, Bob, is because like at the beginning of the year in training camp, Harbs would always kind of have to defend him. Well, he's got a lot of pressures. He just needs to like Patrick Queen said, he just needs to finish. Now he's finishing. And I I think one of the reasons, Bob, is is Michael Pierce and Matabique on the inside are causing a lot of havoc and push in the pocket. And then you got Clowney coming from the other side. So he can get some garbage stuff because he can run and he can and he can chase.
3: Here's a AOA himself talking about Justin Herbert and what the Ravens need to do defensively to uh, match up well against the guy with the cannon arm and the big sub.
4: You know, just an elusive guy. He's good on his feet, very Barry accurate White? as well. He can throw the ball really hard. You know, he's, he's a talented QB. But you know, I feel like if we stay in our disguises, he's and we do a what voice we have modulator? Do. Don't allow him to you know pick up you know pick out our defense and stuff like that. Stay disciplined in our rush lanes. And then tackle and bring it. You know, finish plays. I, I myself, you know, I feel like we'll be good. We'll be straight, and you know, we, we match up pretty much better than them.
5: I, I think the biggest thing he said is, is they got to stay disciplined in their rush lanes because what they did with Watson is the tackles they would be, they would go outside, and the other guys would go outside, and then up the middle was wide open. They got to stay, they got to stay disciplined. They definitely got to stay disciplined in the rush lane.
3: Now, as always, been on a little bit of a heater personally. He was asked, as he met with the media yesterday, what's clicking for you right now, But
4: It's probably like a mixture of both, you know, health, um, timing. Guys around me are helping me too. Um, BK, Clowney, Van Noy, uh, Pierce, a bunch of guys are, you know, having good years. So that helps. Um, and then obviously, like, Chuck and then um, guys like Weaver helping us, you know. But- Chuck Smith and Anthony Weaver is referring to. Yep.
5: Man and Bob, what you know the things that he mentioned. The guys around me are helping me, and, and they are. And I'm telling you, I've never seen Michael Pierce p- pass rush this well. I mean, he he those centers he can he can get push. I, I don't know what he weighs, Bob, 370 or whatever it is.
3: Yeah, he's but, like a house with feet right
5: now. And, and the thing about it is, he's in shape, and then because his feet never stop. And that's why he can get pushed, because he's so big and so powerful. He gets pushed, and then the quarterback got no can't step up, and then boom, here comes old and Clowney. That's what happened last weekend.
3: And then finally, here on this NFL lunch, Lamar Jackson, Ravens star quarterback, was asked about being the number one seed for now.
0: Not really. You know, it's still a lot of season left to play.
3: I don't really mean anything to me right now.
5: That's exactly what I would have expect. That's what I expect Harbs to say, what I expect yeah. <laughs> You know, that's what I expect Lamar to say. And, and in reality, it doesn't. You know, if I, if we win games, everything's going to take care of
3: itself. It's 508 Haiti 105.7 The Fan. When we come back, Ryan Wilson, CBSSports.com. Preview week 12 of the season with him. His Steelers make a move at offense coordinator. Let's just say probably uh, popped a bottle of champagne celebrating that move. Bottom of the hour, it's pick time. Week 13, college football. Week 12, NFL.
0: Plenty to get to here on.
2: Fan. What are you drinking? Vinny. Cake bread. Chardonnay. Haney. McUltra. Vinny and 80. Oh 105.7.
3: The Fan. Vinny at 80. 105.7. The Fan Woman Crush Wednesday. Favorite female artist the band. Pick a song. We'll play it. Lead a fort A couple more segments to go. Get them in at Fortette 583 1057 5, Bob 80 Vinny Serato. Week 12 NFL season starts tomorrow with a Thanksgiving triple header. We're going to talk about that and more. He's on the WGK Law Guest Hotline. He is our friend and yours from CBSSports.com. He's Ryan Wilson. Ryan, what is up? Happy Thanksgiving to you and your family, my friend.
6: Likewise, guys. Happy Thanksgiving. I'm just, uh, you know, getting ready right for another weekend of football here, starting with uh, the three games tomorrow. And, of course, well, the new Friday
3: game. And I know that you were uh, very upset. And, you know, for on a personal note, we'd like to send condolences to Ryan because the Steelers fired Matt Canada. And uh, yeah. I know that was a very devastating turn of events for you personally, Ryan. But uh, Steelers fans like yourself, my cousins are one, they're like, what took so long? Well, Steelers, 1941, I believe, last time they fired a coach, head, or a coordinator in seasons. First of all, you're surprised it happened at all, given their history. And secondly, you
6: know, what took so long? I don't know what took so long, and it's a it's a weird thing on the outside looking in. And hopefully, I'll get some answers uh, once we get to the off season. I can talk to some people about why Tomlin was so incredibly loyal to Matt Canada. But I think the turning point was losing the game the way they did in Cleveland. Uh, I don't know if you guys heard Najee Harris after the game. Yeah, yeah. He, didn't, he didn't name names, but look, man, <laughs> there's only so much of that stuff that you can you can sort of put up with. And uh, I was just watching rewatching the game right now, and and you guys know this from Matt Canada's time in Maryland, he has a propensity to call the same plays over and over again, many of the same plays that don't work. They didn't throw. They never threw the ball in the middle of the field. And while Canada was legitimately and completely the problem uh, for much of his tenure there, and Big Ben was not happy with him calling plays during his final year, the other issue is the quarterback. And yep. this is a little cover for Kenny Pickett, but if he continues to play the way he plays, Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan, Bobby Slowick, No one is fixing Kenny Pickett if he doesn't improve the accuracy and the decision-making. And when he came out of college, and I think I've never told anyone this publicly, but when he came out of college, I knew some people on the staff that told me that Kenny struggled reading defenses. Mm. And I had some teams tell me, yeah, that's not true. Well, Kenny Pickett struggles reading defenses. And I don't know how you fix that in going into midway through year two, but that's a problem as well. So Mac Canada deserves a lion's share of the blame, but the quarterback has to play better because that has been an issue as well. You, you can't win the game throwing flats all day and then throwing screens that go for five-yard losses, and, and that's where the Steelers' offense has been prior to Mac Canada getting dismissed.
5: Ryan, the biggest injury, how's, uh, how's my boy Danny Smith? <laughs> oh, he's tough as nails. You know Danny. <laughs> he's going to have mean, surgery
6: after the season. That he He got up. Kept, the gum didn't fall out of his mouth, I don't believe. And, you know, he's as tough as they come. The special teams coach for the Steelers who used to be in Washington with old Benny there, I believe. Yeah, uh, yeah he – look, man, they need to pay – he should be playing safety while Mink is out because they need some help in the middle of that defense as well. So I'm glad he's doing okay, but that, that, that guy – there's no one tougher.
5: Hey, uh, Ryan, help me with the uh, Pittsburgh at Cincy game for Sunday. What do you <laughs> think? Because I'm having a hard time deciding who I want to pick.
6: Uh, being the pessimist that I, I am, I thought the Seals had a chance to lose both the Dor- Dorian Thompson Robson and now perhaps Jake Browning. Jake Browning wasn't terrible when he was forced into emergency action there after Joe Burrow went down. But we have no real sense of who he is because he just played a handful of snaps. Uh, and that was the first real action he had gotten, I believe, other than, than preseason. So they, they they have a better... Cast around him offensively, starting with the play caller than what the Steelers currently have. And I think the question is going to be, come down to the defense. And if I'm whoever's calling plays for the Steelers, I think it's me, Mike Sullivan, mm-hmm. all I'm doing is giving the ball to two people, Jalen Warren and Najee Harris, over and over again, because that Bengals defense has struggled to stop the run. There's no reason to put Kenny in harm's way or to put the game in Kenny's hands if you don't have to until the Bengals show you they can stop those two running backs. And then you let the defense generate some turnovers. Uh, Joe Burrow's kryptonite has been T.J. Watt, but Joe Burrow's obviously out. We'll see if Jake Browning's kryptonite is also T.J. Uh, T. Watt. Let the defense get after it and, and try to win the game like they've done so far this season by three points in the final minutes, scoring fewer than 21 points. That's where I start. And then maybe you push the ball down the field like the Steelers have been known to do if you can build a lead beyond seven points, which I don't know the last time they've done that and held on to that lead.
5: What do you? Th- any upsets tomorrow? Uh- A lot of big spreads. Oh, let's see. What do we got tomorrow? Green Bay at Detroit.
6: The Packers are playing better. Give Jordan Love credit. He's playing better. But I think the Lions are a team. You know what,
5: Ryan? I watched that film, you know, because they were playing the Chargers. And, uh, man, Ryan Wilson. Or, uh, Ryan Wilson. Get your game
3: together, Ryan Wilson. Love. love.
6: I just, I'm not feeling it with love. He, he got off to a rough start. This is a team that I think scored six points in the in the first half going back to just a couple of weeks ago. They hadn't done that the entirety of the season. He's not playing as well as they need to play. And i was glad to see Christian Watson start to do some things. Romeo Dobbs has been doing some things. Jaden Reed, their rookie, has also been doing some things. But, yeah, I get it. But I think the other side of that thing is that the Lions, it feels like on the outside looking in that they read their press, press clippings and then they have games like they had against Seahawks and then, of course, the Ravens. And then last week they almost lost pull on the end. So I do think Detroit wins that game. I think Dallas beats Washington. Um, Sam Howell might get sacked 50 times in that game. He's talk about someone who's tough. Danny Smith's number one, and Sam Howell's number two on the toughness scale. I don't think the Seahawks are going to be anything for the 49ers. I think the lesson we learned with San Francisco is that – and I've always been on the Brock Purdy's good train this year, even when they were struggling. They were struggling for two reasons, Trent Williams and Debo Samuel. Mm -hmm. Those guys are healthy. And when those guys are healthy, it is all systems go on that team. Now – Hufanga is going to be out for the year with the ACL. We'll see how that affects the secondary, because the secondary has been the weak spot there. Uh, and Geno can can throw the ball down the field, but he'll also turn the ball over. So I don't know if there are any, any upsets tomorrow. Best case, maybe the Packers, if they can catch lightning in the bottle, but I don't I don't see that happening.
5: Now, um, what do you think of uh, the first time that we're having a Black Friday game in uh, Miami at the Jets with, with Zach Wilson not even being active?
6: You know what I was thinking about, Vinny, when Zach got benched again? Uh, he got benched last year on November 20th as well, so it's an annual event for him. <laughs> I wonder I wonder if uh, Joe Douglas, the DM there, it, it wishes he had a time machine to go back and try to swing a deal for somebody, whether yeah. it's Kirk Cousins, if you could convince him, or whoever, Joe, could Kobe anybody, because yep. this season it feels like it could have been saved enough to allow Aaron Rodgers to defy medical history and, and come mm-hmm. back in record time. But anyway, it is what it is. Um, I don't know what the number is in this game, but you mentioned big spreads. This feels like an enormous spread. We'll see if the weather slows up the Dolphins at all. The Dolphins beat bad teams. They don't beat good teams. And uh, I I think this has a chance to to get ugly. I don't think Timmy Boyle is going to be the answer to any problems on this offense where they have one player, one and a half players. They have Brees Hall and they have Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson's banged up, and no one else is really doing a whole bunch.
3: Ryan Wilson, Cbsports.com talking to the NFL. Last thing for you, Ryan, since you are the draft guru, do 50,000. You do more mock drafts than Sam Howe gets sacked during mm. the course of an NFL season. But with Caleb Williams and Drake May, look at them now versus where they projected. They're still going to be top three picks probably, but is the excitement level about both guys still the same as it
6: was, say, back in September? I don't think Drake May, the Carolina offense, is doing Drake May a ton of favors. It's a new offense for him, and he's got some new pieces around him. Uh, he's incredibly athletic. I think the scale for Drake May in terms of the, the comparisons, if you want to do that, because people like that, is somewhere between Trevor Lawrence and Daniel Jones. And Now, how close to one or the other depends who you talk to. Um, he, he's gonna, I think he's going to be good. It has to be the right system. Caleb has, has gotten a ton of negative press, uh, social media yeah. and otherwise. Uh, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that team lo- was losing and that his dad's going to be a concern. Caleb May, the football player, is incredibly fun to watch. And I'll just say this. We talk about happy feet and calm feet. C.J. Stroud has calm feet in the pocket even when he's under duress. Josh Allen doesn't. They make plays in different ways. Caleb Williams, for all the extending the plays that he does, has incredibly calm feet in the pocket. And the plays he's able to make, and he makes plays on time. Don't buy the hype that he doesn't. He does do that. But he is calm feet in the pocket, and he consistently is accurate. Drake May has – Josh Allen happy feet, and sometimes he seems to get off week a little early. But both players, as you mentioned, Bob, are going to be top three guys, and the question is who goes first. I'm taking Caleb every day of the week, but there are going to be some teams that have serious conversations about whether Drake's going to be their guy over Caleb.
3: Ryan Wilson, CBSSports.com. He's our number one pick every Wednesday from CBSSports.com. Ryan, appreciate it. Happy Thanksgiving to you and the family, as always. And we'll talk to you next week, for sure. Thanks, Ryan. Happy Thanksgiving, guys. You too. Ryan Wilson, everybody. We'll come back to our picks for Week 13, College Week 12, NFL. Funhouse trip with Mr. Electricity, then Inside Access takes over.
4: Selling a little or a lot.
6: whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Two. You can pick your friends.
0: we just become best
6: friends? Yep.
2: You can pick your nose. Look at what's Pick. But only Vinny and Hattie can pick games. Football pick-em. 1057 the
3: Alright, doing it early, because we're off for the next two days. Thanksgiving holiday. It's Vinny and Haiti 1057 the Fed. Woman Crush Wednesday. Bob Haiti, Vinny Serrato, Nolan McGraw, time for the picks. Nolan, give everyone a standings update. We do play for booze. Beer for me and Nolan. Wine for Vinny. Uh Vinny's lead continues to grow. He's at uh
7: 148 and 69. I'm at 137 and 80.
3: Bob, 125 and 92. Hail Mary time. Where you at, Drew Pearson, when I need you? All right, let's get to college first. Maryland's at Rutgers Saturday, 3.30. Hear it on the fan. Maryland, one-point favorites against the Scarlet Knights.
5: I am taking, I'm going to go with the Terps, Bob. I'm going to go with the Terps that what I saw last week is a continuation of this week.
7: Uh, I agree that what I saw last week is a continuation in the turnover department. Uh, I'm taking Rutgers here.
3: I'm going to go with Maryland. Uh, Leah Tung of viola Got to keep the uh, – treat that thing like it's a porcelain doll. Don't give them points because Michigan got free points out of Maryland's turnovers, but I think defensively Rutgers is challenged anyway to score. I'll go with Maryland. Oregon State, number 16 at Oregon, number 6. Oregon, the Ducks, 13-and-a-half point favorites here.
5: I'm going to take Oregon because it's at home. If it was at Oregon State, possibly. And the Oregon State coach is the lead candidate for the Michigan State job.
7: Uh, Yeah, Ducks are on a mission here. They potentially see a path into the top four. It might be tough at six,
3: but we'll see. Uh, I'll take Oregon. Florida State minus their quarterback, Jordan Travis, out for the year against Florida. Gators are still getting six and a half. Florida State got boned yesterday in the college football rankings, falling to five.
5: I'm going to pick an upset here. I'm going to take the Gators. I'm just at Florida. If it was at Florida State, no way. But new quarterback, all that kind of stuff. They got dropped down in the polls. i am take the Gators.
7: Uh, I like Florida State here. I think
3: they feel slighted by that new ranking. Yeah, I'm going to go Seminoles. This is for you, Todd Helmick, out there. If you're listening, Ohio State at Michigan. Wolverines, three-point favorites. They've won two in a row. First time they've been favored, though, in about four or five years here.
5: Yeah, at Michigan, I'm guessing that we didn't see the real Michigan team. McCarthy struggled the last couple of weeks, Bob. The only thing, throwing a football, concerns me some. Um, I hate to do it. I'm going to take the Buckeyes.
7: Uh, I like Michigan here. I'm buying the hype a little bit. America's team, if you will. Right. Depending <laughs> on who you ask. Uh, don't like McCarthy. Don't trust him. But Corum, he's the real
3: deal. I think they run and they win. Yep. Uh, St. Francis product there. This is to you, Rick Leach, fellow left-hander. I'm going to go Michigan in this one. Let's get to the NFL. Green Bay at Detroit. These are tomorrow's games. Lions, seven and a half point favorites against the Pack. Uh, I think the Lions want to eat that turkey. And I, the
5: Lions fans love this. It's going to be a crazy environment. i take the Lions. I'll go with
3: Detroit as well. Uh, Same here. Washington at Dallas. Big spread here. By the way, spreads are just for entertainment purposes only. We're just picking winners. Dallas minus 11.
5: I'll take the Cowboys. I think the Redskins are done.
3: Yeah, don't overthink this one. I think Dallas wins, but Washington covers. Not that I'm betting any of my hard-earned money on that. San Francisco at Seattle. 49ers minus 7 on the road. Uh, uh, The
5: Niners are starting to roll. Purdy looks good. They got their guys back. And their pass rush with Chase Young, I think, Niners.
7: Yeah, I think that maybe that line reflects Geno's kind of suspect injury, mm-hmm. even though they say he's okay. But uh, He's going to get hit. I'll take the Niners either way.
3: Let's make it unanimous. 49ers Friday, Black Friday game, 3 o'clock kickoff at New Jersey. Miami 10-point favorites over the Jets. And Tim Boyle. And Trevor Simeon, if needed.
5: Well, it's going to be below 55 degrees. I'm still going to take the Dolphins so Tua can get a win under 55 degrees. Dolphins
3: win with another garbage, to quote the great Q, performance from the Jets. Yeah, I'll go Miami as well. Sunday's games, New Orleans at Atlanta. Falcons minus one. Uh, Desmond Ritter back at quarterback there.
5: Yeah, I'm going to say Ritter learned a little bit. Maybe the things that he learned, get it to those weapons that he's got. And B. John Robinson and stuff. I'll take the Falcons.
3: Yeah, give me Atlanta here. I'm going New Orleans. Gotta take Hail Marys there. Pittsburgh at Cincinnati. to back well, Kenny Pickett plays like a backup, but at a true backup, Jake Browning, Pittsburgh minus one on the road against the Bengals.
5: I am taking I'm going Bengals. I'm gonna take the Bengals that their defense gets some turnovers.
7: Yeah, I think they're just way more talented roster overall. Quarterback is obviously a concern, but I'll go Cincy.
3: I'm going Stillers. Breath of fresh air. Tennessee laying three and a half against Carolina at home.
5: I think old King Henry runs it down their throat. I'll take the Titans. Yep, I'll go Titans as well.
3: Go deep, Drew Pearson. I got Carolina. Tampa at Indy. Colts minus two and a half.
5: I'm going Indy. I like that front seven there. Uh, i go- they're in the playoff hunt.
3: Sorry, uh, I'll go back to the Bucks here this week. But they've lost four or five. Mm-hmm. Or five or six, whatever it is, I'm going into New England at the Giants. Ugh, wake me when this is over. I, Belichick hasn't even picked the starting quarterback yet. But New England laying three.
5: You know what? The only reason I'm taking the Giants is Wink,
3: because Wink's going to
5: blitz the. You know what? Out of those guys, and and they're going to turn it over whoever the quarterback is. I don't care. I'm taking Wink and the Giants.
7: Yeah, the only quarterback that matters here is our
3: boy Devito.
5: And, hey, I, I hope he's eating another chicken cutlet sandwich yeah. I, after.
3: I think he will be. I'll take the Giants. Uh, I'm going Giants, too. Jacksonville at Houston. Uh, Jags minus two. Big uh, first place on the line, kind of. Game.
5: Yeah, and Houston beat them last time in Jacksonville. I'm going <gasps> to I'm going to take Houston.
3: Uh, I say the Jags get their revenge. Yeah, I'm going with Hare, too. Jacksonville, Hare, Trevor Lawrence. At Cleveland at Denver. Denver minus two and a half. Denver now five and five all of a sudden.
5: Mm Mm-hmm. Denver's defense is playing pretty good. They're getting a lot of turnovers, Bob. Then DTR, going to be cold. Who knows if it's snowing. I'm taking the Broncos. Russell Wilson's playing decent.
7: This might have been the toughest one to
3: pick, uh, but I'll go Broncos. Yeah, I'm going Denver as well. Rams at Arizona. I I kept refreshing to make sure this was true. Uh, Spreads uh, half a point in favor of the Rams. The Cardinals. I'm gonna take
5: Arizona at home.
3: Uh, just to make up ground, I'll go Rams. Yeah, same here. Go L.A. Kansas City minus Niner at the Vegas Raiders. Yeah, if
5: Kansas City would have beat Philly, maybe I'd have taken Vegas, but I don't see Kansas City losing two in a
3: row. Yeah, they'll bounce back. Yeah, maybe even a puffy pants sort of a hammer time victory. Buffalo at Philly, Eagles minus three and a half. I'm taking Buffalo.
5: I think uh, Buffalo got new coordinator. They got to win. I mean, if they lose, they're pretty much done. Philly, big, big win. You know, on Monday night, short week for them. Chiefs, I'm going Buffalo.
7: There's just something about Philly, though. They they get lucky. The other team drops the ball. They
3: know how to win these close games. I'll go Eagles. I'll go Buffalo in this game. They got a couple of Terps. Ty Johnson scored last week for the Bills. So let's go Buffalo there. Ravens at Chargers. Sunday night Ravens minus three and a half.
5: Yeah, I'm taking the Ravens 28-17. I think Lamar's going to have time to throw. Receivers are going to make some play. I hope like hell Odell's playing. And I think they're going to get pressure on Herbert. Um, so I I like, I, I think the Chargers will score some points because I think Herbert's that good. But the Ravens 28-17.
7: Uh, give me a little extra field goal on that. Ravens 31-17. Get out to an early lead
3: and they will Hold on in the fourth. I'm going to go Ravens 34 to 14. I think Ooh, the Chargers, uh, I think the Ravens get on them early. Things get ugly. And then everyone's going to be celebrating on the sidelines, on national TV, on Sunday night. Now, I'm off Monday, so I'll just text you my pick well, for the Bears and the Vikings. Bears,
5: Vikings. We can do it now.
3: You want to? Oh. We can do. Let's do Monday now. Oh, don't make me think. Yeah. About, press your luck. Yeah. Press, it's
5: a
7: well, good I TV mean, show.
3: we're all taking Minnesota, right? I mean.
5: Yeah, I'm taking All the Vikings. Right. Bears have been playing better, though.
3: Curveball! I'm taking the, bear- oh, the Bears. Yeah, the Bears. Lock it in? Lock it in. All right. It's official. Is that my final answer? Can I phone a friend? It's Vinny and Haiti, 105.7 The Fan. When we come back, it's a trip through the funhouse with Nolan McGraw that Inside Access takes over at 2 o'clock. Ravens trying to get that ninth win, maintain that spot on top of the AFC.
2: Vinny and Haiti, put your headphones in ignore your co-workers 1057
5: the fan
3: 5080 1057 the fan here on this woman crush wednesday going to do it for us for the week because tomorrow is thanksgiving want to wish all of you for us a happy and safe thanksgiving holiday and if you're having a four-day weekend enjoy it We'll be back together on Sunday, Baltimore Game Day Uncensored, the pregame show brought to you by Rice Mirth Pesaurus, live from the Green Turtle out there at Arundel Mills. We start at 5 o'clock getting you ready for the Ravens and the Chargers. Cordell Woodland's going to be in for me all of next week. Ravens want to buy mm-hmm. next week, so we'll be getting into a lot of uh, buy sort of dialogue. It is 12 weeks into the NFL season. Hopefully, the Ravens will have solidified their spot. On top of the AFC standings and secured their spot on top of the AFC North. Got the winter meetings coming up here in a couple of weeks. That's going to be interesting for the Orioles. Maryland basketball trying to ramp it up. And then Maryland football closing it out Saturday against Rutgers, Nolan. So your weekend will entail what? Are you doing a game day or no? Uh, I am
7: not. I oh, will you, not be there. You Joe is strong. Four off
3: then. Four off. Oh,
7: yeah. Four full days. Four days, man. Hey. I'll take it. Uh, yeah, no, just a uh, little family uh, get-together tomorrow. That's about it. Not going on any elaborate trips or anything. Just be staying home, watching a lot of football, watching
3: a lot of college basketball. Mm-hmm. Can't beat it. Yeah, big games today. You got 2.30. You got, uh, what, Tennessee and Kansas. Men's College Hoops, 5 o'clock. You got uh, Marquette against Purdue. I'm guessing the winner of that game will be the number one team in the country. If uh, Marquette goes through number one and number two, they'll be number one. But in November, that doesn't really matter, does it? But it's still a nice little uh, resume builder to get that tournament win here in November. All right, Inside Access is awaiting. Nolan, you ready to get out of here? Quick Draws Funhouse. The, the,
2: the, the Rudeness Tooness Text Reader. Who's oh, the fastest gun alive? This side of the Chesapeake. Sponsored by the Smile Design Center. Changing the way you feel about dentistry, one smile at a time. For information or to schedule an appointment for care, give them a call today. 443 348 8812. I like that Quick Draw. 1057 The Fan.
7: First one here says primetime Lamar will show up yet again this Sunday. Three touchdowns for him and at least one Sports Center top ten play. I could I could
5: definitely see that. I could see that. And um 50 yards rushing. I don't know if he will. Because I, I think that if the pass game is going like uh we hope it will, he may not need to run much. Another one here, a prediction from Chris, says uh, maybe for personal
7: fantasy purposes, I'd like a shootout. I guess he's got some chargers there. But uh, picking with his heart here, or his brain, he's predicting a blowout.
5: Uh, Ravens win 40-10. to 40-10. to 10. That means that they, the chargers would have had to quit that, that if that happens. They quit, and then Staley, if, if it's 40-10, to Staley would be fired Sunday night or Monday morning, I think.
7: Uh, this one here from Eric in Bel Air says, Patrick Queen, still pretty bad at tackling in space. Better quarterbacks in January. in January will look for that over and over. Uh, in my opinion, Queen hasn't really gotten better at reading and finishing.
5: He just has less responsibility now. He missed a tackle on the screen pass that was a big play that Mixon made. And then he struggled in coverage last game. So I would say this, like the last two games... Haven't been his best, but, but he played okay in the run stuff. But in the past stuff, he kind of struggled.
7: I was going to say, he's usually always flying to the ball. I mean, you can say that about Well, him.
5: the pass coverage, Norm, he got beat on the out and up. And the one, the one it was a zone, he turns to the right and then spins back to the left. You know, he just looked like he was lost in space.
7: And uh, how about one more here? Texter says, the Pacers and Hawks game, absolutely crazy. Something tells me the Wizards will be involved in a
3: historic scoring effort this season. It could be tonight against Charlotte. The Wizards are always good at giving other teams opportunities to score. But how rough a night was you? Uh, was it for you defensively when you score a buck 50? In regulation time, you score 152 and lose by five. That's a rough night. Defensively. It makes the Chargers look like the 85 Bears. It's Vinny at 81057 of the fan. That's gonna do it for us. Inside Access coming up next. Vinny, happy Thanksgiving Same to you to and you, the family. Bob. Yep, Nolan, it's always great to see you. Guys, enjoy your week off. Well, wait a minute. I'm off next week. And as I always say, don't call me. I'll call you. We'll see you Sunday, by the way, from the Green Turtle. Hit Arundel Mills. Inside Access next. Have a great Thanksgiving, everybody. Talk to you next week.